What's going on, everyone? This is the CLNS Media Network's New England Patriots postgame show. I am your host, Mike Molino, alongside my co-host, Marvin Azan. Ugly performance. Ugly, I don't know if that's the word that I would use to describe it, but this game was pretty bad. 27 to 20, Patriots fall to the Miami Dolphins in Miami. My goodness, if this... I just saw a tweet on Twitter that said that the Patriots are due for that one ugly performance every year. And I mean, two years ago, a couple years ago, it was that game against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs where people were convinced that the Patriots were done. Tom Brady was done. And then they came out and went on a roll after that. The Patriots have been on a roll so far this season. And then this game happens and it looks like the Patriots are done. Tom Brady's done. Uh, this was an ugly performance, Marv. Yeah, it was an ugly performance, but I do not agree with that tweet at all. Patriots on what an eight-game winning streak. You go into this game, you know how important this game is, knowing that you have to face a Pittsburgh Steelers team that's been rolling. And they had ugly performances this this they year. Sure right? have. They let's sure let's have. not forget the first four games were not pretty. You get your ass beat by Kansas City in the first week. And then from there on out, you know, it hasn't been a great Patriots team in the first four games. The eight-game winning streak was nice. Brady's playing on MVP level. And then you lay a dud against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, this is a team. And you knew coming into this game, obviously, the storyline, no Gronkowski after that dirty play that he had last week. Uh, but who would have thought that the Patriots would have came out in this game against the Miami Dolphins, a team that you handled, Patriots handled with ease yeah. a couple of weeks ago. No problem at all. They took care of business against Miami Dolphins. And you come out this game, and it's like the offense is nowhere to be found. I don't know where they left the offense. It's like McDaniels and Brady, they lost the playbook. Or something. Yeah. something was off. I mean, not only did the offense and play calling was in question, but Brady looks bad. The offensive line, their protection was shaky all game long. Like it's 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 amazing to see a team that is capable of coming out and having an awesome performance, putting up, you know, like 38 points, 30 plus points, whatever the case may be. And then they come out a game like tonight, and they struggle. Yeah, they finished the game with 20 points, but my goodness, yeah. they have to scratch and claw with all their might to just get 20 points to finish this game with that number. Unbelievable. It was it was very slow for the Patriots this week. Tom Brady went 24 for 43, 233 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. By far his worst performance of the year, and. Let's not forget, Tom Brady didn't have a good week last week either against the Buffalo Bills. He started off very slow, very shaky through that bad interception last week. And now you come in this game, and he was rattled even from the beginning. Like you mentioned earlier, too, the offensive line has been bad, Mike. And another week where Joe Tooney has a horrible, horrible performance. You know how great Ngamakasu is, Cameron Wake, but those guys – they really got after Brady this game. Deion Lewis, this man's been playing unbelievable these past several weeks, been the rushing leader for the Patriots. Only five carries this game for 17 yards. Burkett shared, shared the carries with five carries as well, five yards. They weren't able to move the ball at all running, and that's that hurt the Patriots. 
Then you go into the receiving end, and Mike, it took to the third quarter for the Patriots to throw the ball to a receiver. Unbelievable. You have all your weapons back. You got Chris Hope. You got Chris Hobie. You got Amendola. You got Cooks. Cooks was completely blanketed to the fourth quarter when he had that nice 38-yarder. But Xavier, uh, what was that cornerback's name that really had um, had Cooks pretty much blanketed throughout the whole game? Yeah, I think he ended up having a couple of interceptions. Howard. Xavier Howard really covered, you know, Cooks the whole game, picked off Brady twice. You you can make the you can make the excuse that you know Gronk wasn't playing and the offense was horrible. Was this just all because Gronk wasn't here this this game? They didn't convert a third down at all. You know what? It's funny because last week when we had this show, I was sitting here in the same seat or, or in East Boston at the Eddies in East Boston, and I was I think I was talking about how much that the Patriots, you know, this season have showed that yes, Gronk is a huge factor. He's a huge uh, player in the offense, you know, he makes huge plays and someone Brady can rely upon. But at the same time, Brady has, you know, cooks this year. Brady has Amendola when Hogan's healthy and Hogan's out there, Hogan's reliable. On top of that, he has Lewis, James White, and Burkhead that he could also rely upon. So it's not all Gronk this year. It hasn't been all Gronkowski. As great as he's been, it hasn't been all Gronkowski. I sing those praises and say that wholeheartedly and then a game happens like tonight where it's like damn we the Patriots needed Gronkowski because they weren't able to really get anything going and I think when we were watching the game and I was we were talking about it you saying how some of those third downs that's Gronkowski you that's know Gronkowski automatic field, yep. you know get this guy who's six seven 260 pounds whatever he is Get him the ball, and he'll be able to pick up a third down with ease because there's not many people in the NFL that can stop Gronkowski. But in this game, I'm talking, I think they were like 0 for 11 on third down or something like that. They've never, they haven't been 0 for 11 since, I believe, 1991, Mike. Unbelievable. But, you know, the crazy stat that stands out to me when I'm looking at those rec receiving stats in the box scores, Brady Cooks, Brady Cooks. Seven targets, seven targets, but only one reception. And this is a guy who has been eating. He's been a huge component of the offense the last couple of weeks. The last couple of weeks, it's literally been Brady connecting with Cooks and Gronkowski nonstop, left and right, nonstop. That's who he's been finding mostly down the field. And then you come to the game, obviously, like I said, no Gronkowski. So you figure, okay, Brandon, Brandon Cooks is going to step up and do his thing. Seven targets, one reception. And he was covered by a guy who, you know, he's not like a well-known defender. He's not a big-name cornerback. You know, obviously, if you saw his matchup tonight, Xavier uh, Howard, Howard. If played, you saw his well. you saw his game tonight, you figure, like, oh, get this guy to the Pro Bowl. Like, sign, sign him up. You know, he's awesome. The way he played defense against Cooks, like, you need to get him to – Wherever they do the Pro Bowl nowadays, Hawaii or Florida, Florida Miami, Miami, wherever they do the Pro Bowl now, get him out there. But, again, this is Cooks. This is one of the top wide receivers in the, in the AFC, one of the top wide receivers in the league when he's playing to the best of his ability. And this guy was held to seven targets and only one reception. That's what really stands out to me when I look at the offense. And, you know, part of it has to be has to do with Howard. 
He was playing very well against Cook, no lie. But then he was really forcing the ball into him in situations where you could see that he was well covered. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, this game, you got Hogan, who's just working himself back into playing shape after being gone for four weeks. And then you have no grunt. It seemed like Brady was really lost on who to go to on third down. And you could see it. Cooks, he was force feeding Cooks on the most important play, you know, get, important times of the game, and he couldn't convert. Once again, I just want to remind everyone, we are live right now. I know it's late, but some of you guys are pissed off. Some of you guys are happy. Who knows what you're feeling? Let us know in the comments how you're feeling about this game. What, stand, what stood out to you guys? This game was really my <laughs> – in the big picture, this game could cost you. Yeah. In the big – you know, this AFC right now, you're in the top with – Pittsburgh Steelers, you you fall down to ten and three. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, I believe, is eleven, 11 and two. two yeah. Eleven and two. You go into Pittsburgh. Say you do get that win, you have to win out throughout. You don't get that week seventeen where you can just relax maybe and you know rest your guys. You have to play hard throughout this game. And Patriots have made this mistake before. I believe it was in two thousand and fifteen when they. Just started playing dumb against the Jets in Miami, resting guys. They field. lost out on home field and didn't make it to the Super Bowl. So we might look back at this game as, you know, a turning point into the season. So just watch out. It's a really, really, really disappointing loss to yeah, the Miami and it's, and it's so confusing because you, it's, you look at this game and then you take this game and compare it to the, all the games Patriots have had. They went on a road trip with, you know, they were able to win a bunch of games on the road. They played some solid opponents and a lot of opponents that are much better than Jay Cutler and the Miami Dolphins. You look at, you take the comparison, and you're just like, how the hell can the New England Patriots come out and play so bad against a team? Notoriously, this is a team, you know, their current record is seven and seven now after this win, or six and seven, whatever the case may be. How are the Patriots, who have pretty much dominated the competition all season long, able to come out and just be play so poorly against this Miami Dolphins team? Yeah, people will say it's a divisional matchup. You know, these two teams are used to playing each other, and it's always a tough game for Brady. Yeah, because Brady's record against the Dolphins has been poor. Has been poor. True. But we're talking about this season. We're not looking at the past. We're looking at this season. And this New England Patriots team, especially the offense, and Tom Brady has been very good this season. And Miami Dolphins, they're not a good football team. But it just doesn't make sense to me how Tom Brady can come out and be 24-43 for 233 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. It's not all his fault. I'm not blaming Tom Brady completely. And I think there's a lot of things that factor into this rough game between the offensive line, maybe the offensive play calling, on top of the fact that they weren't able to get anything established in their running game. It's a head scratcher because I think everybody, New England Patriots fan or not, had this game probably chalked up as a victory. Yeah, I mean, did you go into this game nervous at all? Not at all. I was 
feet kicked up. Oh man, Mike, I, I was thought, relaxed. I might have came. I was gonna call you and say, Mike, I might come during halftime, man. <laughs> Watch maybe the Celtics game. We got some comments in here. Teddy Gonzalez, Pittsburgh is looking scary after yesterday against the Ravens. I don't think they're looking that scary. Pittsburgh hasn't shown me anything the past four weeks that has really scared me. You know, they've been coming off a big lead late. But the Patriots didn't throw, throw a good performance, and this might give Pittsburgh, you know, you know, a little confidence going in, saying, "Oh, you can really, you know, if you take away Cooks, this is what can happen." But then again, you didn't have Trey Flowers, you didn't have Marcus King, you didn't have Rob Gronkowski. Patriots are a little hurt during this during this stretch right now, so we'll see what happens. I got my guy Rashid asking me, "How do I know so much about football, Rashid? Don't don't do this, my friend, because." If you go back, I think I remember beating you really bad in fantasy. Well, we're we going we gonna to move on from that. Gregory says, got to cue at the goal line on the one-yard line and got the penalty. That was a very questionable call. I'm glad you brought that up, Gregory. Josh McDaniels, this game, this, this wasn't one of his best. There was a lot of questionable play calling. The plays throughout, man... Mike, I'm gonna let you take take over with Josh. What did you see from Josh McDaniels this game? <clears throat> Excuse me. I think you know you gotta chalk this up as like you just said. It wasn't a good game for Josh McDaniels. I think everybody in most sports they're bound to have a game where it just doesn't work in their favor. I don't care how good of a coach you are how good of an assistant coach you are, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, whatever the case may be in whatever sport, I think it's possible that there are games where you just don't have it clicking and whatever you have game planned, whatever you have set up, whatever schemes, it just doesn't work. And I think tonight was definitely one of those situations for Josh McDaniels. It didn't work. It wasn't working at all. So many questionable calls and decisions on what the Patriots were doing. You just feel like you know they're better than this. You know Josh McDaniels is so much better than this. I know you question Josh McDaniels a lot, a lot with man. some of the things he does. But I think his track record, his resume speaks for itself. He's a pretty solid guy, especially when it comes to calling the offense and working with Tom Brady, obviously. Last week, Tom Brady and him got into a little spat on the sideline. should have saved it for this week. <laughs> and then this <laughs> week you come out, and then the offense looked like this. It's not pretty, but I think the track record, again, shows that Josh McDaniels is a pretty solid offensive coordinator, at least. We don't want to talk about Josh McDaniels as a head coach because we've seen how <laughs> his teams have gone. But Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots, the guy has a couple rings under his belt. It does. But like I said, there's games like tonight where you're just it's just it's a head scratcher because you're just confused as to what is possibly going on with him and his schemes and his offense. And so we got Teddy Gonzalez always also saying the Gaskowski kick. The onside kick was you never want to leave the game up to an onside kick to, to start never. off with. You know, pick this is rare that we're in situations like this, but I don't know what in the world that was. <laughs> I don't know what they're playing. The announcers were saying maybe, you know, they were trying to do that and the Miami Dolphins touch it by accident or something, then you dive on it. It Whatever happened, it was hardly executed. It looked silly. 
usually the Patriots are looking at other teams making silly plays like that. So that was really a head scratcher. We got, let's not talk about the Celtics. I mean, it's been, it's a sad day for Boston sports for sure. No Mm -hmm. Kyrie, but that's a great transition because listen up, hoop fan. Basketball season is back as you already know. Every night you can play the one day fantasy basketball at DraftKings.com. At DraftKings, there are so many ways to play. Choose from public contests and huge cash prizes or private contests when you can complete uh, compete against your friends. They've even got beginner and casual contests where you'll play everyone on a similar skill set. The best part, you can draft a new team each day and DraftKings is arguably the best part of fantasy. The only, the only thing that makes it better, Mike, cash money. Just ask Dan from St. Louis or Jeremy from Austin. They both turned in $3 entries into a thousand bucks. Huge cash prizes and bragging rights await only at DraftKings. Use code CLNS at DraftKings.com to play free with your first deposit for the share $10,000 in total prizes tonight. Don't wait to use code CLNS at DraftKings.com now to choose your lineup and you can seriously cash in. That's code CLNS only at DraftKings.com. The game inside the game. Marv, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. This Pittsburgh matchup scares me. It scares me. <sighs> me, personally, firsthand, I know how good Pittsburgh Steelers are. I have Le'Veon Bell on my fantasy team. He's part of the reason why I'm making a fantasy football you know, championship push right now. I think you are doing the same as well. I don't want to brag. <laughs> but I think we both can attest to how good the Pittsburgh Steelers are. If you watch this game tonight, I think you would share in my frustration and share in my worry as to why this matchup next week against the Pittsburgh Steelers has now gone from, oh, it's going to be a solid game back and forth between the Patriots and Steelers to, okay, the Steelers can possibly kick the Patriots' ass next week. I mean, I hear what you're saying. What concerns me? What concerns me, what's been concerning for the past couple of weeks that I know when we were watching the game, but I've been pointing out, pointing out to you, Malcolm Butler. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been playing well. And now you, you see a guy like Grant, you know, third, third wide receiver option, blowing past Butler. Luckily, he doesn't have great hands, so he missed an open touchdown. Then he beat Butler in another touchdown here. Say you do take away a guy like Antonio Brown, right? Say you blanking him out. You have you have Gilmore or Joseph on him with a a, a safety shadowing. What are you doing with a Martavis Bryant and a Juju Smith Schuster when he comes back? When Butler can't cover these guys, it's looking like right now Butler's been struggling, and you can have Juju come out of nowhere and have a great game against the Patriots. The Steelers have a lot of options offensively. You just listed a lot of guys. Antonio Brown, we all know what he's capable of. But Juju Smith-Schuster, Martavius Bryant, you know what Le'Veon Bell can step up and do. These are options, solid options for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, you can maybe take away Antonio Brown. I mean, uh, uh, um, Antonio Brown. Who seems unguardable right now. You could possibly take him away. And you know the Patriots, Bill Belichick, Matt Patricia, they're good at sometimes taking away teams' top options away from them. 
but they have so much more in terms of weapons that can step up and show up in this game against the Patriots next week. Like you said, Bell, I mean, Brown looks unguardable. Brown looks so unguardable right now. Like, it doesn't matter what's what's happening with him. It looks like Brown is unguardable. But at the same time, Smith-Schuster, Bryant, and Bell can have huge impacts on the game. And just like we saw today, you know, Jarvis Landry did his thing. Uh, Devontae Parker, four receptions, 40 yards. No solid game. But this guy, Grant, out of nowhere, two receptions, 42 yards, and a touchdown. And then on top of that, Kenyon Drake, running back, big game, 25 carries, 114 yards rushing. Then he had five receptions for 79 yards receiving. Cameron Drake is no Le'Veon Bell. Not at all. If Le'Veon Bell saw a lot of what Kenny and Drake saw tonight, Le'Veon Bell is going to run all over the Patriots and whatever defense they have in front of him. Like I said, and I'll repeat it, Kenny and Drake is no Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is a pro bowler. All-time, all-time athlete. He's one of the best athletes the league has ever seen. And Kenny and Drake was able to do this against the New England Patriots tonight. What will Le'Veon Bell be capable of? That's what really scares me in terms of going up against the the Pittsburgh Steelers in the offense. But at the same time, Pittsburgh Steelers' defense is very questionable right now. They faced uh, the Baltimore Ravens last night, and the Ravens put up some points to get them. The Ravens' offense and the Patriots' offense, I think we all can agree, they're not on the same level when playing at the best of their abilities. They're not. But if the Patriots come out and play like they did with Miami Dolphins and a Jay Cutler who threw three touchdown passes, the Patriots are going to be in for a long night, and it's going to be scary. Cutler looked comfortable. He looked good. He was poised. There was times you saw him almost Cutler it up. You know, when he was almost about to throw that interception late to get the Patriots back in the game, but it didn't happen tonight at home. And once again, you know, Patriots are on the road in this game. You mentioned some you mentioned some guys, and the guy someone mentioned here, who was it? It was Gregory. Gregory mentioned Jesse James. Now you have Chung, who's seen a little hobbled after this game. You know, Chung's the guy who mainly covers the tight end. He got hobbled. Jesse James, the guy... Roethlisberger looks for a lot in key situations. You saw if you watch Sunday night, on the, they were down, they were down by the Ravens. Then the third and seventeen, they went to Jesse James. They like to do that cross without Chung in the game. Who knows who's covering who? You, you, you're losing a lot of guys. You mentioned earlier, Ted, Teddy brought up how there's no Van Noy in in there, the middle linebacker. That's another reason why Kenyon Drake had an explosive game. No Trey Flowers to get at the quarterback. You need to get at Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, yeah. he, this is no dummy quarterback. He can throw interceptions here and there, but Ben Roethlisberger will pick a defense apart, and he's going to love playing against the secondary. So you got to get at Ben Roethlisberger often, like you did against Miami the first time you played when you had seven sacks. Yeah, absolutely. The defense is definitely going to have to step up big time. You know, they have been solid 
every game prior to this Miami Dolphins game. I think they had a stretch where, you know, they gave up 17 points or less to, to multiple opponents. I know this game happened tonight against the Miami Dolphins. But for the most part, we've been singing the praises, the praises of the of New England Patriots defense over the last couple of weeks. But obviously, a game like tonight leaves a bad taste in your, night, in your mouth because you're looking at it like, if the Patriots perform this bad against a Miami Dolphins team, what is going to happen to what is going to happen in a game where you're facing face a team that's, you know, at the top of the AFC? You know, right now it's between the New England Patriots and Pittsburgh Steelers as to who is going to probably come out of the AFC and represent them in the Super Bowl. You want to see a much better performance against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm talking about. Yes, it's only a regular season game. This is not an AFC championship game. This is not a divisional matchup game. I mean, a divisional championship game. But at the same time, if you want to take a stand, you've pretty much blown through everybody else to step up in the a in the AFC. I mean, in the, yes, in the AFC, other than this game tonight against uh, the Dolphins. But you pretty much ran through everybody else in taking care of business. You have to step up and have a – I think, in my opinion, you want to have a dominant – performance against the Pittsburgh Steelers to show the rest of the league where the team to be reckoned with coming out of the AFC, not the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New England Patriots. So, Mike, second game now, Brady, third game in a row, Brady has thrown interceptions. This game, he threw two interceptions, 24 for, 24 for 43. We know there was no Gronkowski in this game, but this is still – a Miami Dolphins secondary that you were attacking. Any concerns for Tom Brady that you've seen from the past couple of weeks? Uh, I think one area for sure that I'm concerned about is not, Tom Brady has his issues that he probably needs to continue to work on. I mean, it's Tom Brady. He's been in the league. He's a veteran. You know, he knows what's up. But at the same time, the offensive line has looked brutal. Yes. The offensive line has looked brutal. And something that I can sit, continue to say week after week after week, as great as Tom Brady is, this is a 40-year-old quarterback. He's not a mobile quarterback. He wants to stay in the pocket, have the time in the world to dissect opposing defenses and defenses in the secondaries. If you're not giving Tom Brady time in the pocket to work, it's not going to end well. And, yes, Tom Brady has made throws out there where he's, Underthrowing guys, overthrowing guys. He's just throwing balls it down to the good. ground. It's looked bad. And Tom Brady needs to get his stuff together. But at the same time, if he is not having the time in the pocket to work and he's continue, continually having to dance around and buy himself time and buy himself space to work and, and find guys down the field, it's not a good combination. Because, again, he's 40. He is 40. He's good. He's very good. He's an MVP candidate. He's Tom Brady, the GOAT, greatest of all time. But he's old. You know, what? you can't expect him to just be out there, like, shifty in each game. Like, he's had games where he's able to dance, find himself by himself time, make plays down the field. But at the same time, if you really, really, really look at it, you can't expect Brady to play like that, especially at, his, at the stage of his career. At his, this age that he's at, you can't expect Tom Brady to, sp to play like that where he has to dance and find himself time and, 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 and move around in the pocket. You want Brady to play where he can just drop back, 
you know, bounce around in the pocket a little bit and find somebody down the field. So Tom Brady needs to get his act together. True, you want him to play better. This is the guy who, you know, the Patriots have entrusted the offense, and he's going to lead the way for the team this season and possibly a couple of seasons to seasons to come because Brissett's gone, Garoppolo's gone. There's nobody behind him. This is Tom Brady's team for this. Brian, Brian Hoyer. Yeah, Hoyer. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tom Brady's team the next couple of years. So, you know, like I've always said, give this guy the best protection possible. And I think he'll be all right. But at the same time, yes, Tom Brady has some stuff to work on on his own to be a better quarterback than we've seen the last couple of weeks. Switching gears real quick, I'm going to talk about the defense. You know, they did let up 27 points. We harped on Butler. We harped on how Kenyon Drake ran all over us. But another concerning thing, Mike, that I've seen the past two weeks, Patriots have not been able to force turnovers. During this game where, you know, the Patriots are struggling offensively. Sure, the, sure the defense made some key stops and gave Brady a couple of opportunities, but what really helps momentum, really helps changes is turnovers. You know, when you're comfortable watching Patriots lose and you know, okay, Dante Hightower is going to make a key, a key sack or, you know, there's going to be a key interception in this game because Jay Cutler's playing. When you have Jay Cutler as your opposing quarterback, you're expecting a turnover or two. This Patriots defense was not able to cause any turnovers. They weren't able to do any turnovers against a Tyrod Taylor and Nathan Peterman team. And that's quite concerning because when it was the bend-don't-break defense that we always love and talk about here in New England for the past several years, that bend-don't-break defense forced turnovers, plenty of turnovers. They were on top of the league in turnovers, whether it was fumbles or interceptions. This year has been quite, it was, it's been spotty in the past several weeks. We haven't seen that, and that's going to need to get better, especially if you're going into Pittsburgh. And you, if you are behind, say you are behind a 14-0 or 21-7, something like that, you need turnovers to really build that momentum. You saw Brady on the sideline in this game, you know, saying let's go, trying to get his guys riled up, but the defense didn't seem, didn't seem that motivated, Mike. I know early in the season I told you how the defense didn't have an identity. And now when you lose a Trey Flowers, you lose Kyle Vignoy, there's a bunch of just random pieces on this def defense right now that Patricia's trying to put in. And they, once again, I'm saying they don't have that identity. They don't have much swagger into this defense. And that's a concerning thing going forward. Yeah, turnovers is key. I mean, last week, Tyra Taylor's a game. You know, Peterman comes in. And this is a guy who's thrown five interceptions five. and a half. Uh, Jay Cutler, we all know his track record. He's good for an interception or three every time he's on the field. And then even going into next week, Ben Roethlisberger has had great games, but he's also had games where he's thrown a lot of interceptions and it's turned the ball over a lot as well. Uh, so I think in, in, in these occasions, it'd be solid. Patriots obviously beat the Bills that week. They lost tonight against Cutler and weren't able to force many turnovers. And then you're going into a game against Ben Roethlisberger, who was capable of turning the ball over. It needs to happen, Marv. You know, obviously, the defense can play well. You can hold a team three and outs, this and that. But key, you know, and major momentum swings that can take place in a game is a turnover and takeaway, whether that's an interception and fumble. And yes, like you said, the Patriots, our team, especially this year, who has not been able to cause many of those. 
And I feel like, you know, Butler, Gilmore, those guys can be great. So guys, obviously, no Dante Hightower, but if you have a, a Roberts, a Van Noy, whoever the case is, the guys up front, they could play great. But if you can't have some games and some quarters where there's just that big hit and the ball comes loose, or there's a play down the field where, you know, interception is made and, and it's taken back for a decent amount of yards, you're, that's a key component that the defense is missing, and that's a key and major swing into games. Obviously, you look okay. at so you look at the Patriots record, and you're like, well, you know, that it doesn't really matter. The Patriots are winning games or whatnot. But against key opponents, big time opponents like Pittsburgh coming up, if you can't make a couple plays like that, where that happens, takeaways happen, turnovers happen. It's missing. It's it's missing, and it could lead to a reason why. Possibly Patriots don't win a game because you're not taking the ball out of Ben Roethlisberger's hand. You know, you're not making a big hit to make possibly a Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown fumble. You know, those are huge. And that sometimes plays like that where you cause a turnover, you cause a fumble, making such a – that breaks a player's spirit. That breaks a team's spirit. You know, that shuts fans up. Things like that can shut a team down and shut – a Fan and fans and stadium up. Patriots need to make that happen, and especially in the game against Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh coming up. I'm looking forward to possibly possibly seeing turnovers happen and the Patriots taking the ball away from the Pittsburgh Steelers while they're driving on offense. So we got a question here from Aldo, pretty much asking, who do we see winning this game next week against the Pittsburgh Steelers? You know, this is about to be. A really publicized, talked about game throughout this whole week, and especially now that the Patriots have lost, are the Patriots, you know, is there something wrong with them? I see a bounce back game from the New England Patriots. You're getting Gronk back in this game. Hopefully you can get Flowers and Van Noy back on defense. Maybe a Marcus Cannon to help the protection on offense. I can't see the Patriots this late into the season dropping two games in a row. Playoffs are on the line. They understand that. I think Brady, you know, the whole team, they understand that they let a huge opportunity to go by losing this game. Bounce back, beat Pittsburgh, win out. You get that. You get that advantage of the tiebreaker beating them, beating them out. Patriots take the game next week, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, for the most part this season, Patriots have been a great team on the road, very solid team on the road, and also I feel like. For the Patriots, so throughout the season, they've had a lot of, you know, solid wins, you know, blow wins. They've, they've had a lot of solid performance where they just came out and got a dominant win. I personally feel like the last couple of games for Pittsburgh, they've gotten some lucky things to happen to get wins. So Pittsburgh has a solid record, but if you go back and look at their games, you know, they have great talent. Don't get me wrong. Pittsburgh is a very talented team offensively. The defense has been hit or miss sometimes. But a lot of the games that they played, especially last night against uh, Baltimore and other games that they had, it's been like you don't know sometimes which way is going to swing, but Pittsburgh ends up coming out on top, whereas the Patriots have had dominant performance in, and have gotten wins. On top of that, Gronkowski's back. Gronkowski will be back in the lineup. On top of that, Hogan is also back. Yes, he played tonight, but he's working his way back into, you know, 
game shape, game shape and, and being in the swing of things. So, and I think last week, I think you were saying how this offense is looking great. And imagine how great it's going to be once Hogan is back and doing what Hogan has been doing uh, throughout his time with the New England Patriots. So you have a Gronk back, you have a Hogan who's continuing to get in the game shape. Lewis, Burkhead, James White are there. I feel like, and I agree with you, Patriots should have a bounce back. Dominant performance against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Um, like I said, the Patriots need to have a game where, you know, they show not only Steelers, but the rest of the AFC and the rest of the league that, you know, they're the team to, to, to reckon with in the AFC. I think the Patriots come out with a victory. Patriots come out with a victory. The offense, I'm banking on offense to be a lot better. Oh, with the addition, like you mentioned, Hogan and Gronk in there. Brady Brady hasn't looked good, but this is great. Tom Brady we're talking about. He knows he hasn't been playing well. I expect him to bounce back and really have a solid performance against this Pittsburgh defense. And the Patriots defense, they haven't looked great as well. You know, a lot of concerns about Antonio Brown going off against Pitt. And there should be. There should be a lot of concern for Antonio Brown, but we know how the Patriots do. We know how Bill Belichick does. He'll take away your number one option. So we'll see. Is it going to be Le'Veon or is it going to be Antonio who they really take out this game? It's going to be really interesting. I mean, it could be a shootout. You know, I saw my, my man Gregory Castile said it's going to be a shootout. And honestly, that could be the truth because Pittsburgh's defense is shaky right now, especially with the loss of Shazier. Um, Patriots defense they let Cutler throw for three touchdowns against him. <clears throat> it, uh, could be, it could be a shootout for real. And if that's the case, going off of history, Tom Brady versus Ben Roethlisberger, I think Tom Brady has won the majority of the matchups that's, that have happened. So if it is a shootout, you got to go with the guy who, you know, over the course of history has come out on top in a lot of these matchups. You got to roll with Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, in my opinion. Well, Mike, I'm looking at the time here. It's late yeah. at night. Yeah. We need to start wrapping it up and start getting to the stars and sorries of the game. Make sure you comment your stars and sorries. You know, let us know who you think was a big star in this game, whether it was a Miami Dolphin or New England Patriot, and who was a sorry in this game. Mike Nice. Start off with the stars. Start off with the stars. What are stars? I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphin play. It's Ooh. shocking. But, you know, as a football fan, you got you to gotta give credit where credit is due. And Kenyon Drake, what a performance from this guy who, you know, stepped up. This is a guy who throughout the course of the season, he went from maybe from being maybe the backup or third string running back for the Miami Dolphins. Then JJ gets traded. Then he's in a timeshare with uh I forgot his name. Who's the under you know other Damian Williams. Damian Williams. He goes into his timeshare with Damian Williams where they share the ball after JJ gets traded. Williams goes down with the injury. Now it's Kane Drake to step up and be the number one back. And my oh my I think you especially know he's been having dominant performance the last couple of weeks and tonight's game was no exception again. He finished the game with 25 carries for 114 yards, rushing and receiving. He had five receptions for 79 yards. He's been a go-to guy for the Miami Dolphins and Jay Cutler 
And he's part of the reason why the Dolphins had such a dominant performance offensively tonight against the New England Patriots. I don't usually do it, but like I said, you got to give credit where credit is due. Kane Drake, he gets a star of the game. Definitely for sure, man. You said it, I know, because I picked him up late in the season for my fantasy. And this is kind of like a replica of what we're going to see a little bit in Le'Veon Bell. Like you mentioned, it's not Le'Veon Bell talent, but the way they used him was Le'Veon Bell-like. So Patriots are going to need to really look at game tape, see how they weren't able to cover Kenyon Drake. And Patriots have been struggling with against the run all season. Let's not get confused here. This is not just out of nowhere that Kenyon Drake was able to run against this team. Patriots have struggled against the run. And here's another example of Kenyon Drake. My star is going to be on the defensive end, and it's also going to be you know, Miami Dolphin, unfortunately, but Xavier Howard, the cornerback that pretty much covered Cooks all game and intercepted Brady, not once, but twice in this game, like two great looking interceptions on Brady, really changed the, changed the course of this game pretty much with those interceptions, gave Cutler extra opportunities to score. He was all over the place, made some big plays. He's going to be talked about this week. You know, made him made a name for himself, especially you're talking about maybe he looked like a pro bowler out there. Brandon Cooks is one of the top offensive weapons for the Patriots, one of the top receivers in the NFL. And he really did a great job on, on Cooks. So Xavier Howard definitely gets a star. We give up the stars, but with the stars is also the sorries. You know, usually... When you're good, you're bad. And you're bad again, we tell you, sorry. It's late. It's late, Mike. <laughs> it's late indeed. But I just saw a comment coming from Teddy Gonzalez. And Teddy, I agree with you 100%. I got to give a sorry to Brandon Cooks. Seven targets, one reception. Was That's awesome. bad. That's bad. A star, your top wide receiver, to have a game like that, it's bad. You know, out of those seven targets to only get one reception, it's bad, very bad. <laughs> but you can't blame him completely, which is why, Marv. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Which is why anybody who's up watching with us right now at this AM hour, I have to give a sorry to Thomas Brady. Tom Brady has to get a sorry of the game. 24-43, 233 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. That is not Tom Brady-like numbers. Not Tom Brady-like numbers. You sure those aren't, Jay those aren't Jay Cutler numbers? Tom Brady and Jay Cutler stat lines should be switched. Oh, my goodness. Especially a guy in Tom Brady who has been making a case to be the MVP of the league this season. And especially a guy who, you know, honestly could have took a real stranglehold on the MVP race with Carson Wentz going down for the season with an injury. You know, obviously it's the Miami Dolphins, so if he had a big game, people would have been like, he had a big game against the Miami Dolphins, yeah. so what? But if Tom Brady would have came out through 300-plus yards, three, three touchdowns, people would have been like, yeah, no Wentz, Brady came out and played like that. He's the MVP right now. But Tom Brady came out and played like this. Garbage. It was a good game, especially that first. The first half was really 
it, it, I don't know what to say. It was really, you couldn't believe what you were seeing out of, you know, throwing to double coverage, throwing, throwing balls to Cooks when he wasn't open, throwing balls in receivers' feet. It was, it was, it was a bad game from Tom Brady. And, you know, offensive line was to blame as well. So I think with that being said, unfortunately, in my pain, a lot of people is going to pain me. But Tom Brady, we have to give you a sorry. You got it together next week, man. Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike, I have to agree with you. I'm also giving Tom Brady a sorry for everything that you just said, but I was also going to give a sorry to one more person, and Teddy's just been on the Teddy's ball. On too, You've been on the ball, man. I'm giving Josh McDaniels a sorry. Mike, I've been waiting to give this guy a sorry. I've been keeping my, <laughs> I've been keeping quiet because, you know, he wins games, but I just think my personal opinion, I've been thinking this for a couple of years now, like how you feel about Matt Patricia, Mike, that's how I feel about Nick. McDaniels. I I just think he his play calling drives me crazy, especially when he does his patented second and ten running play. <laughs> Those can drive me crazy. It gets me hot. I start sweating. I lose my mind. But this game tonight was a lot of questionable calls. We can bring up the, the first and goal and at the goal line. Just throughout the game, some of the play calling was really bad from Josh McDaniel. It wasn't his best game. Brady didn't play well either, too, so that didn't help. Only five carries from Deion Lewis, who's been playing amazing throughout this game. Was Tom Brady, you guys get a big fat old. Sorry. Chalk it up, bad game, Brady, bad game. McDaniels, bad game, New England Patriots. Hopefully, you know, within all the game planning, the meetings, the practice that takes place throughout the week, you understand, they understand what's in front of them in the matchup coming against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. It's a big game, biggest game of the season, I think, without a doubt. Uh, we're all looking to see how they not only play against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but how they respond and bounce back after blowing this game tonight against the Miami Dolphins. I think we're all looking forward to seeing Maybe pitchers just shouldn't play Monday night games anymore. So these I, past... I tell you, Patriots play bad. But in general, Monday night games have been kind of sucky. And maybe Patriots have fell to the Monday night curse of a sucky team on a Monday night. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. Like you said, bounce back game. That's what we're going to look forward to. You know, check out all the CLNS coverage that we have here. You got Alex Barth early in the pregame show. I told, I put, I went on the show, Mike. You know, I typed in a comment said Cutler is not going to throw one touchdown against the New England Patriots. Oh, Marv, sorry. You can give me a sorry because boy <laughs> was I wrong. Of course, you have us in the postgame show, and then next you got. Tracks, who's just covering on the field with everything Patriots, and then the Patriots roundtable that's coming out tomorrow as well. Check out all the CLNS coverage. We are on point with everything. Mike, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at CLNS underscore Mike Nice. I'll be right there. You can find me at CLNS underscore Marv Patriots, Celtics, Red Sox. Yeah. You know, all sports. All sports. That's what, that's what we're here. Uh, looking at the time again, on that note, 
you know, we will be right here again after next week's New England Patriots versus Pittsburgh Steelers game. With all that coverage, Marv just said, coming from CLNS Media. Again, we'll be right here post-game with all the breakdown and analysis. Any final words, Marv? No final words. We will see you guys next week. Have a good night, good morning, whatever the case may be. Pittsburgh Steelers, New England Patriots will be there right after. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.